Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're talking about the basketball team. Um, it was bad news. Yesterday was a day of bad news, and today we get to recap all of that. Um, I don't think there's any notes. I mean, we did that podcast so late yesterday, there's no way there's anything new. Nope, there's not. Um, but yeah, uh, first we learned Jabari Walker is basically made up his mind that he's going to the NBA. Um, we also heard that uh, Bobby Clintman, the Swedish forward who is supposed to be part of the 2022 recruiting class, he has decommitted. And uh, now the Buffs are going to have to scramble a little bit. They, uh, they've got two scholarships to fill. So we're going to be talking about all of that sort of stuff today. Um, honestly, it shouldn't take us too long, right? Like it's kind of simple, uh, but we do need to get into some of the roster building type stuff and where the buffs stand and all that sort of stuff. Um, that'll be more in the second half of the podcast. Uh, but let's just jump in here with Jabari. So Jabari declares to the NBA draft. Uh, he, he has until June 1st to decide whether he's going back to school or whether he's actually going to, uh, to, to go on with his pro career. Uh, the the NBA Combine starts in a couple weeks here. I assume he's invited. I'm actually, I, now that I think that I haven't seen that for sure, but I would assume that he's invited. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly very surprised that this, well, yeah, I am surprised that this came out. Uh, we knew that he wanted to leave if it was possible. We knew that his family wanted to leave um, if, if it was possible. And uh, what we didn't know is just how possible it would be. Because you look through the mock drafts, again, mock drafts are very unpredictable, especially in the NBA, especially with that second round. It's really tough to say who fits in where and how the league is going to value value guys. Um, but, you know, it seems like it's um, probably better than 50-50 that he gets drafted. But the odds of him going in the first round, at least based on what's what's out there right now, I mean, there's there's honestly almost no chance um, now, a big combine and and some some 
better feedback from the NBA. I know that the, the first round of feedback he got from the, the NBA was not ideal. Um, and just, just with all these kind of factors working together, you know, I did think that honestly, the one thing that, that really pushed me over into thinking, yeah, Jabari probably is gone. Um, is just that if it's a, if there, it's an on defense, on the fence sort of decision, they're not sticking around. You know, he's not, he's not sticking around. Uh, it was just getting it to the point where there was a reason to be on the fence instead of saying, you know what, I can go back and be the best player in the Pac-12, whatever. Um, that's the tougher part. Um, so I did think, though, that if Jabari were to decide to leave, that's the kind of decision that would come after the combine, after he has a chance to kind of improve his stock a little bit. Because, again, from, from what I know, his stock is not, in a great place. Um, and that's kind of the, the confusing part of this decision. Um, just, just to kind of, I guess, go through the details of what happened. Um, so it was yesterday around 8 a.m. that, oh wait, oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. There we go. Um, yesterday around 8 a.m., there was a report from uh, the, an ESPN reporter, Jonathan Gavoni. So he ran Draft Express, which was an awesome website. I think he sold it. He had a partner. They sold it to ESPN, continued to run it for ESPN. Um, and, and he tweeted out yesterday morning, uh, Jabari Walker, a first-team All-Pac-12 member, will not return to Colorado. His father, Samaki Walker, told ESPN. Um, here's the quote. Jabari is fully committed to becoming a professional basketball player and has no intentions on returning to school. He wants to sign with an agent and go all in. So again, like, he's gone. We can say he's gone, but it is true that nothing's really official for at least another three, four weeks. Um, although, again, it doesn't seem like things are going well. But also, is at some point, push might come to shove. And they say, you know what? This isn't going to go well. This is a this is a path to a, a G League contract at best. Why not try it again? Um, or again, things could change, and and the hype could change as well. Um, but as of right now, it seems like Jabari's gone. With Jabari's departure, you do wind up with one more open scholarship. Um, I don't know how they'll use that. Um, we'll get into that later, though. The other piece of news. This came out about four hours later. Is that Bobby Clintman is also not going to be around? Um, this comes from Joe Tipton, who said that, uh, let's see, uh, 2022 four star Bobby Clintman tells me he will decommit from Colorado, also previously committed to Maryland before the head coaching staff change. Um, more bad news. Definitely more bad news. Uh, Bobby is kind of a combo forward, probably fits best at the three, maybe at the four. Um, who knows? Uh, played in Sweden, wound up in the United States this year for his last pre-college season at Sunrise Christian Academy in Kentucky, I believe. Kansas, maybe? I think it's Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Um, number 166 recruit in the country. When he committed, you might remember on that podcast, I, I hinted that maybe this one wasn't so set in stone. Um, that, you know, it's it's a lot harder 
to get players admitted when they're coming from overseas. You know, that's that's the kind of issue that you'll see with some other notable basketball players as well. Um, not Colorado related, I'll say that. But uh, just getting admitted either just into a college, through the NCAA, all that sort of stuff. And what I'll say is that this move, don't don't put this on the coaching staff. Uh, this wasn't like, oh, no, they lost him. They couldn't convince him. They couldn't win him over. No, there was... There was just some like procedural things behind the scenes that caused this one to go awry. Um, although they they kind of they gave it the run, right? You know, he signs, and there were there were a couple little things that they had to clean up. Uh, couldn't couldn't get those things cleaned up, and now um, now here we are. Now here we are, and Colorado has two scholarships available that they could use to go in just about any direction. Before we get into all that, though, uh, Manscaped is incredible. Uh, they help support this podcast so much of what we do here. They're also the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. You can join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code buffs at manscaped.com um again that's buffs b-u-f-f-s at manscaped.com they've got all sorts of different products we recommend the performance package 4.0 which uh, includes the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant a crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies uh, first off the lawnmower 4.0 uh the the trimmer is the future of grooming and dare i say the greatest trimmer ever uh, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400k led spotlight which helps you get a more precise shave um, it's waterproof so you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor uh, and like I said, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Um, has proprietary skin-safe technology. It helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. Um, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner. They'll change the way you approach your hygiene re- routine. Trust me when I say, your balls will thank you. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code BUFFS. That's B-U-F-F-S at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet, now's the time. With these NBA playoffs, you can put $5 down on any NBA game and you'll get $150 in free bets if you pick the correct winner of that game. It's an awesome promotion. That's a great way to start your account off with a whole bunch of money. And if you have already have an account or even if you're a new user and you want to have more fun, Get in on these same game parlays. You can bet on a bunch of different things all in the same game. Something like which team wins, who has this many threes, uh, he'll have this many rebounds. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Plus, 
Right now, all customers, not just new users, can place the same game parlay with three or more legs. You'll get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. You'll get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And also, Escape Artists. Uh, Escape Artists is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. They prioritize quality and consistency. They have ratios available in 1-to-1 and high ratio CBD 20-to-1. They have you covered. Uh, They always use the best materials, the best ingredients, and they deliver you a premium experience. The 800-800 creams are Escape Artists' highest potency creams available. The creams penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort. Um, they are non-greasy, they're non-staining, they're fast-absorbing, they take effect in 10 minutes or less, but the benefits last up to two to three hours. Definitely check all that stuff out. Remember, it's all made by food and pharmaceutical scientists that believe in the brand, and they want to truly exemplify the Colorado lifestyle of a balanced wellness routine. You can pick up all the Escape Artist products at Colorado's premier dispensary that's light shade with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. Their Barnum location is now open. It's one block off of 6th and Federal. It's the biggest light shade store. They've got specialty products that are not offered at other locations. And podcast listeners get 25% off all non-sale items with the code DMVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a light shade location near you. All right. So let's just, before we talk about what to use these scholarships on, let's talk about what the Puffs actually have right now. Um, And the answer is that they have some serious holes. Uh, At point guard, at point guard, I'm going to say have KJ Simpson, Julian Hammond, and Javon Ruffin. Um, You're actually pretty set there, right? Julian Hammond started the last five games of the season, played solidly, especially for freshmen, right? Like, there, there wasn't a lot of flash to his game. I th- I, there wasn't a lot of scoring, um, but he went out there. He didn't turn the ball over. He played solid defense and, and kind of just managed what he needed to manage. Year two, you hope that he grows a little bit, can provide just a little bit more offensively, more defensively as well, but solid piece. K.J. Simpson, your spark off the bench all season. He's back. Obviously, you're you're happy with him as a starter. You're happy with him as a sixth man. So point guard, you're set. And again, like like I said, you have Javon Ruffin still there who redshirted that first year. Who knows what he provides? He might fit in better at the two. We'll see, but he's an option. At the two, we'll, we'll say they have two players. Let's say Ethan Wright is there. Um, no, we'll call three. Let's say Neat Clifford is at the two. Neat Clifford's at the two. Um He's, he's probably your starter. He was starting late last season because of the injury to Elijah Parquet. Um, potentially their leading scorer this season. I wouldn't be that surprised, but a, a really solid two-way player, great athlete going into year three, productive piece, and uh, going to be important going forward. Um, Ethan Wright, the transfer from Princeton, knocked down three-point shooter, provide some defense, provide some rebounding. He's going to be a part of the rotation some some way or the other. Um, just have to figure out what exactly that role is. Could be a starter, could be the eighth man, who knows. Uh, R.J. Smith, freshman coming in out of California, uh, probably fits him best at the two. Uh, don't know too much about him yet, obviously, because he hasn't played at CU. Tough to imagine he'll play a 
crazy big role this season, but there he's, he'll have the opportunity to earn some minutes for sure. Um, bit of a wild card, at least for this season, but an important piece going forward. At the three, you have Luke O'Brien, who is stout, um, very stout. Uh, you can play good defense. He can provide some some crafty layups, those sorts of things. But for the most part, um, a, a good option off the bench, a good defensive option off the bench. Um, hasn't quite shown enough to say, like, you need to be in the starting lineup or one of our top seven guys in terms of minutes. Uh, but this could be the year, like Neat Clifford, going into year three, he could take that jump. Um, Quincy Allen. Didn't play at all, but he's back on the court now. Uh, he was recovering from that hip injury. He'll be a redshirt freshman this season. He will factor in for sure. He might be the starter for all we know. Uh, it's just kind of tough to say at this point. Uh, at the four, I put Tristan De Silva here. This is the only one who I didn't put in the position he played last year. But if you don't put Tristan at the four, right now you don't have anybody at the four. Uh, he can play the three. He can play the four. Some, he can play small ball five. I thought when they did that, the couple of times they did it, it looked really good. Um, skilled, pretty big, um, strong, just good senses, solid scoring touch. He obviously will be factoring into the starting lineup here somewhere. The question is at the three or the four. Uh, then at center, you've got Lawson Lovering back coming off the injury. He'll be an important piece this season. He's your starting center this season. Then you've got Joe Hurlbert behind him, who, uh, you know, he might be more of a stretch four than a true five, uh, but he's coming in from North Dakota as a true freshman this year. Him and Lawson Lovering should be kind of the, the future of that front court, at least for the next couple of years. Now you have two scholarships to play with. Um, I think pretty obviously you need a power forward. Um, especially if, you, if you're if you Tad Boyle and you say, I'd prefer Tristan at the three. Then you might need two power forwards. Um, I think you go after somebody with one year of eligibility just to patch this hole and keep that scholarship open. You know, there, there's a chance that they won't use all these scholarships. I'd be kind of surprised. I mean, I, I, they didn't last year, right? Uh, when uh, you have the late departure from Mason Faulkner... Uh, who was supposed to be at CU, wound up transferring to Louisville in August. And they, instead of bringing in some late addition, decided just to give a scholarship to Will Laughlin. Now, could could they do that this year? Yeah, and there's a decent chance. It just depends. You know, you just don't look at this lineup and say, yeah, they're ready to compete for a Pac-12 title. And, and who knows? Maybe... Maybe Tad says, yeah, it's it's a bummer. Well, we'll see what we can do. Maybe these guys take jumps, but we'll really lock in for the next season. <sighs> Again, you got to get some sort of starting power forward. That's an, an absolute necessity. Um, somebody who's at least capable of starting, even if he doesn't start. Um, and I think that that's probably a senior. You keep that scholarship open in the future. And then that other scholarship is where you have some flexibility. Um, you know, that... that could also be another senior. Because as of right now, you only have Ethan Wright with the scholarship opening up after the season. So you, you have one scholarship that you get to spend next year. If you bring in somebody this year who you uh, who's gone after this year, then you get two of them. And there's a chance that you just go after three of those so that you can keep that flexibility going forward. I, uh, it, they're, they're in a tight spot. You know, I, I will say I don't think they take two underclassmen. I don't think they take two people who have 
multiple years left to play just because they're going to want some roster flexibility. But I guess you do expect more transfers next year. You know, we, we talk about these guards. They're pretty backed up. Um, you probably have somebody say they, they have a better opportunity elsewhere after the year. Um, but, again, that could go a bunch of different ways. I mean, you, you, you aren't looking for a point guard at this point. I, I think you're probably happy at point guard. You probably aren't looking for a two either. Uh, so it's probably a combo forward and then a power forward, maybe even a big power forward who you're comfortable giving some minutes as a, as a center to um, just, just so that you have a little bit more flexibility there. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that, that'd be my bet. And I don't know, I'll dig in and see if I can find somebody who, you know, fits that bill a little bit, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who I've noticed going into the portal, anything like that. It's a bummer though, that you're losing Jabari. It is a bummer that you're losing Jabari. That's a good basketball player. He would be your leading rebounder. He would probably be your leading scorer. There's a chance that he'd be in the running. I mean, he would be in the running for Pac-12 Player of the Year. Could he win Pac-12 Player of the Year? There's a chance. There's a chance. And instead, he's gone, and that leaves, obviously, a big hole. So we'll see what the Buffs try to do to patch things up there, but moves are needed. Moves are absolutely needed. Because if you look at the starting lineup right now, you know, say KJ starts... Say Neek starts, Lawson starts, Tristan starts. You probably give that last starting spot to Ethan Wright, and and then immediately you're saying, okay, Tristan De Silva, you're starting at the four. Started three last year as a position change. Neek Clifford, you played plenty of minutes at the three, but you started at the two. Now you're starting at the three this year, so you're changing two positions. That's not a bad lineup, but you do have some of the same questions you had last year about you know, who provides the scoring. Is Tristan De Silva and Nick Clifford are, are they capable of providing you know number one scoring output? I don't know. I mean, it's always fun to give guys opportunities, but if it doesn't work out, you could be kind of stuck. Um, you you look at the front court in particular, even at center, even at center. You know, Lawson has the injury last year. If he gets hurt again, you you have Joe Hurlbert. And then you're asking a freshman to play big minutes, and like I said, might be more of a stretch four than an actual five. Uh, Tristan Da Silva at the four. Do, do you like it better at the three? So, you know, last year you have all that versatility. You have all that extra length. You have all the extra guards. You can kind of fit what you're doing to whoever you're playing against. Right now, the Buffs don't have that versatility, and I think that that's really what you're looking for here is somebody who can play the four and the five. That way Tristan can play the three and the four. That way Neek can play the two and the three, and that really is the big hole, obviously, because you lose Jabari. Um, but... We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, honestly, shorter podcast, but I think that does it for today. I do want to jump in with some more Josh Chandler Tomato stuff. We'll plan on doing that tomorrow, though. So uh, be on the lookout for that, and uh, I'll see you then.